0: Hi everyone, it's Allison Graves, but instead of your normal news update, we're going to play episode 14 of our podcast, which was first released on Thursday, April 23rd. On this episode, we talked with Dr. Sally Araba about whether Florida has flattened the curve. You can listen to the latest episode by downloading it on your favorite podcast platform or by visiting tampabay.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Thursday, April 23rd. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus, and discuss what could happen next. In today's episode, has Florida flattened the curve? This week, state officials began conversations about reopening Florida. At the same time, residents around the state are trying to understand where Florida stands amid the pandemic. Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday assured residents that the curve has flattened and our hospital systems will not be overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. But there's still a lot of uncertainty about whether it's safe to reopen the state. The number of new cases in Florida has been trending downward in the past couple of weeks, but the same trend is not yet true for COVID-19 deaths. Wednesday marked a 24-hour period with 61 new deaths. Since the state's first death more than a month ago, only one day has seen more reported deaths. To get a better understanding of where Florida is at on the curve, we are joined again today by Dr. Sally Araba an infectious disease specialist at the University of South Florida. Thanks so much for being here again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Allison. So about a month ago, you were on the podcast and we discussed why flattening the curve was important. So where does Florida stand now? Has Florida flattened the curve? Florida is in an okay shape right now.
1: We uh, had the first part of, you know, ascending the curve when the cases were uh, exponential. And at this time, we are at the plateauing Um Part of the curve which is like the, the top part of the curve if you can imagine like a bell-shaped curve uh, so uh, we we did well uh, I can't say we completely flattened the curve but we prevented a, a major uh, overwhelming of our hospitals that was uh, could have been similar to New York so in that case in that looking at it from that perspective I think we did reasonably well. Uh, so r- right now we're plateauing, meaning that the cases are there, but uh, they are, you know, about the same incidence. We're not seeing a big surge uh, in cases. Uh, I, the last surge uh, we've seen is the clusters in the nursing homes. Uh, but the, uh, in the community, uh, people coming to the hospital, we are in the plateau phase. What happens next is going to be, you know, depend on all of us.
0: So does that mean Florida has reached its peak? Uh, from from what it looks today, yes,
1: at this time and in, in this season. Uh, for now, we seem to be uh, in a plateau. Uh, so what happens next, it can go up more, go to another peak, or what we all hope and work for is to say we already reached our peak because we plateaued for a time now uh, at this level of cases. So let's try and bring everything down. Uh, rather than head for what we call like a second wave or a second peak.
0: So there could be more than one peak too, right?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, uh, we still don't know uh, the, the full behavior of this virus. Uh, is it uh, going to be uh, on the, you know, weaning down uh, over the rest of the year, or uh, if it has the capability of uh you know, reinfecting more people as the, after the fall or when, when the winter comes and creating a second wave. Uh, so that that's a, a real possibility. Uh, it's just because it's a new virus, we, we want to uh, be prepared for the worst of it, which is a second wave uh, as the winter comes.
0: So um, my understanding, and based on what you just said, we know that, like, the number of cases is – trending downward or at least plateauing but the one interesting thing that happened yesterday is that there were 61 new deaths in a 24-hour period that's accounting people who are non-Florida residents that 61 number but still that's the second highest amount of deaths we've had throughout this whole pandemic what do you make about these um kind of spikes in the death rate yeah and i think uh the the the
1: death rate reflects you know people that were infected two to three weeks ago uh, because typically the virus the uh, majority of people um, uh, either do okay or are more moderately sick the first week and then by week two those who are going to succumb to the illness are very ill are in the hospital and then we see the death is uh, about week three uh, so you know, the death is, these deaths may be the reflection from the week, uh, from the peak uh, two to three weeks ago.
0: That makes sense. So another thing I wanted to ask about is we know that the governor has allowed some municipalities to reopen beaches, um, and he's currently, you know, focused on a plan to reopen the state, at least having conversations about it. What do you make of efforts to reopen the state at this point? Uh, so, I mean, I think this is something that's been on everybody's mind.
1: I mean, if you talk to people around the community, they, you know, there's a lot of, lot of frustration, job losses. People are starting to suffer seriously from um, the shutdown. Uh, f- moving forward in Florida, it has to be a balance. Um, so I think the conversation is appropriate. How we do it needs a very, very careful um Uh, steps and plan in place. Uh, Allison, life is not uh, back to normal anytime soon as long as we have this uh, very hideous virus, uh, you know, running around in our communities. So uh, I would think that we should wait few more weeks to make sure that we read this plateauing We're taking the trend down. Mm -hmm. I want to see significant decrease, almost hitting, you know, uh, like the single digits. And then we can say, this is the time. Let's open essential business first. You're going to have to do it gradual, right? Like in waves, kind of. yeah, Exactly, gradual. Anyone who can still, who are still doing okay and able to conduct business um, remotely or online, I think they should wait. And then uh, essential uh, businesses or people that, that, that there's just no way to to work from home, uh, maybe they come first. In doing so, we still have to make sure we observe everything we talked about a month ago on preventing this virus uh, from transmission, which is the distancing. I mean, people can't congregate and sit, you know, close to each other in offices or cafes and things like that. They still have to maintain the, the six feet as much as possible. Yeah. Um, the wearing the mask uh, habit is, I think, is a good habit because uh, even if I have few viruses sitting in my nose and I'm not asymptomatic, at least I don't pass it around to other people. So in a sense, you weigh, every one of us is wearing the mask for the for their uh, colleague or their coworker or their family member uh, if they are, you know, new compromised and so forth. But if we do this for each other, I think we will protect each other. Um, and then the uh, hand washing, and honestly, enhanced cleaning. Uh, We all sit in offices when there is a cleaning person who comes at the end of the day, take the trash and kind of just clean around a a little bit. This is not going to be enough at all. Uh, uh, All businesses have to have a very strong enhanced uh, cleaning of surfaces of, uh, you know, computer um, uh, mouse and keyboards and doorknobs and just uh, almost, you know, people just go crazy cleaning multiple times a day um, with um, um, uh, good sanitizers. Uh, and this is just our new reality. So the conversation of reopening has to come at one point. how we do it is where we need to uh, listen to uh, directions from the health department and, and, um, Uh, figure out the safest way to to do that also Allison it has to be by location some locations in Florida are hit harder some Mm -hmm. locations have a lower uh, and I think every county or location has to sit with uh, you know uh, their their health officers and stakeholders and 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 business people and and try to figure out the best way for that particular location
0: so if, it sounds like when we reopen, it's it's not going to be like it was before all this happened. But will we ever know when it's actually safe enough to reopen? Or will states just have to look at the data and make the best assessment and just kind of see what happens? Uh,
1: yes, that will be, you know, guidance by, by what's happening with the virus it will be our guidance of what to do in, as the next step. Uh, unfortunately, we are not in charge until we have complete control of the virus, meaning that we, I mean, our hope is to completely eradicate it, like just have it non-existent in our community. That would be like the ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. The second goal, if we can do that, and this virus is going to be a uh um, Uh, around at like low numbers in our community then our next step is to have good medications for it just like how we have for the flu right and then the second thing will be to have an effective vaccine and I also always talk about medications before vaccines because the coronavirus as a group uh, it's kind of hard to to get like a a, hundred percent protective vaccine to it uh so some some viruses are you know, it's it's easier to figure out a good effective vaccine and some viruses not as um uh easy to, to have an effective vaccine. And we also don't know if our immunity to the virus or the vaccine is like long lasting. We don't know how long after a vaccine or infection you're gonna be immune. Uh so there is a lot of unknowns, uh but how we do the 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 reopening and what we do from month to month and from one year year to year uh, depends on how we have this virus under control. How long could a vaccine take so It usually takes about two years to come up come out with if everything goes well if, mm-hmm. if things and it's just biology you want to get the right vaccine you want to try different doses you want to try different population you're going to wait and measure the immune response it's just the time it takes to prove that a vaccine is safe and effective Uh, you you can't rush through that the medication manufacturing may be a little bit quicker because uh, you, you do a lot of testing in the lab, and then you, you test them in healthy people, sick people, and then you see the, you can see the outcome quickly within a few days, if it's going to work or not going to work. Uh, so that's why I, I think we may get uh, medications before the vaccine. But if you look at the timeline, we may be looking at good two to three years um, before coronavirus illness becomes something like influenza for example I hope it never becomes like influenza but something that we understand we have vaccines for we have medications for uh and uh it's it we were still in the kind of early stages of doing so
0: well I really thank you for coming on again doctor this has been super fascinating and I think it's just essential information for people to know so thank you again for for sharing all of this of course you're welcome Alison thank you for having me Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. We're also officially up and running on almost all of our podcast platforms, so please subscribe, rate, and review us. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening.